Hi, and welcome to the Kelowna Girl Tries Podcast. I'm Barb, and this is episode 130, Wednesday, July 30th, 2014. Hope you enjoy it. Just thought I'd do a quick introduction here. While Eric and I were in the UK for three weeks, we recorded two short half-hour podcasts on Spreaker. And uh, the first one was done in Edinburgh, and the second one was done uh, partway into a day on the Cotswolds Trail. So it was a day where we hiked 26 kilometers, and we um, were about 20 kilometers into it and getting kind of tired. So we recorded while we were walking, which is kind of fun. Uh, so um, I thought for a lot of you who don't follow me on Facebook and perhaps don't click on the speaker link, I would give you those. If you've already listened to them, you can just skip this one. All right, thanks. Enjoy. Welcome to the Clone Girl Tries Podcast. I'm Barb, and this is episode 130, July 12th, 11th? What's the date? We're leaving on the 13th. Saturday, though. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. We're feeling good that we know what day of the week it is. <laughs> That's a big plus. Let me look at my, my iPhone. It'll tell me the date. It's still running? Yeah. Oh. And the little thing shows me it's done. So, Carlos, this is for you, baby. Again? Yep, it's Saturday the 12th of July. But it's probably not Saturday the 12th of July where you are. It's where, where it is in Scotland. We're in Scotland. What's well, so Saturday everywhere else? Pretty near. Oh yeah, it's it's the afternoon for them. Yeah. If only if it was early in the morning, it might still be Friday. Oh gosh, it's kind of hard to record this again, Carlos. I'm mean, I already did it yesterday. I managed to yak for thirty minutes. Well, we're sitting here. It's probably a good time to do a final podcast, anyways, or a podcast because we're just finishing up our last day in Scotland. Tomorrow we are going to jump on the train at 9 o'clock and head down to Stratford-upon-Avon, where Shakespeare was born and lived. And we're going to stay overnight there, and then we're going to leave our bags and pack up our backpacks and hike for five days in the Cotswolds. Four days of hiking and one day we don't know what we're going to do. And then we get to pick up the car and the rest of our trip will be in the car. So, that's the future. But let's talk about the past. So, we've been in here for about eight days. A week. We arrived on uh, July the 5th, Saturday, July the 5th. I guess it was a week ago today. Left on July 4th. Oh, oh yawn. Sorry. Do you have any beer left? Yeah. Can I have a sip? Sure. And we, we arrived at 7 a.m., actually 6.45 a.m. London at Gatwick Airport, and it was super early in the morning. Ah, I had to have a chug of that beer before it gets cold. Warm. Before it gets warm. <laughs> yeah, so we took the train, found, a cup, found our way down to the train station, and jumped on the train. By the time we got on the train, I think it was 9.45, so it was something like, I don't know, it was like 2 in the morning for us. Our bodies thought it was 2 in the morning. We weren't able to sleep on the plane because it was too early. And as the 
train ride went on, the five-hour train ride, I was just feeling like a zombie. I was so tired. You can't really sleep on a train, but we were in first class. Yawn, yawn. We were in first class, and it was in the quiet car. So it was pretty nice in there, and I, I managed to get two seats and curl up kind of uncomfortably and sleep a little bit till we got into Glasgow and we found our way to our flat that we had booked for three days and it was um, kind of convenient. It was just about well, a few kilometers south of the main part of the city but right on the bus line it was very easy for us to jump on a bus or a train and get to our flat or to get downtown so that worked out well and we were really of course pretty jet lagged by the time we got in we'd get we had something to eat and then we just basically I think we went to bed about 7 30 at night or something and slept for 12 hours and then the next day was okay so overall we really really loved Glasgow and the main reason would be apart from that it's a beautiful city and lots of interesting things to see is the people wouldn't you say Eric yeah. Did I scare you? <laughs> I'm kind of busy. What are you doing? I'm figuring out the weather in Stratford upon Avon. Avon. Oh, yeah. I'm recording a podcast. I'm sure that Carlos would like to hear your voice, too. Hi, Carlos. I, I am here. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling everybody how much we love the people in Glasgow. We've been to so many cities in the world, but I've never been to a city that has that many really really nice people like they would just people kept coming up to us and offering us help at every turn uh and then when we actually had to ask for help they would just you know they're very happy to help you and they went out of their way to help you and uh okay that's my third yawn i'm sorry i'm just really big um we and then lots of times we were we were just we'd just be maybe looking to see we must have looked like we were a little bit lost or something once in a while and people <laughs> would just walk right up to you and, and ask us do you need help do you know where you're going are you on the right bus do you know where to get off <laughs> we must have looked like tourists no we didn't look that bad i think they're just super nice people i and think so too and then of course we got to meet colin colin clues and he was spectacularly a uh, kind gentleman as well. And I've known Colin on, online and Twitter and Facebook, well, I'm not Twitter, but Facebook and stuff for a long time through podcasts. And he is, was very, very nice. Um, we met him for a pub, for a beer at a pub. And he just, you know, he was working from home that day. And he, he came down and met us and we were very last minute kind of situation. And it was good to meet him. We got a couple of pictures. I think I posted them on Facebook, so you can check it out. And then when we left Glasgow, he so kindly volunteered to come and pick us up from our flat and drive us in our bags all the way out to the airport so we could get our rental car. So, And he's offered to help us any other time we needed it here. So that was just a huge shout-out to Colin. And yeah, so Glasgow was probably my favorite city of everywhere we've been as far as people is concerned, by far. They're even friendlier and politer than Canada. They are. Yeah. They are really. And they have a cool accent, too, to go along with it. Yeah, they talk funny. Yeah. 
And then after that, after three days, we got a car and we drove up to Fife, which is the kingdom of Fife, north of Edinburgh, basically. We didn't go up really high into the Highlands, into Inverness or anything. We don't have time for this trip. But uh, we just wanted to get somewhere that was kind of in the middle of that whole air, little area there. We want, we'd have access to the coast and stuff to do day trips. We did stop at Loch Lomond on the way. Yeah. Just for the record. Yep, you're right. So yeah. why don't you talk about what we saw when we left Glasgow on our way to where we were headed. What did we see? Well, we saw Loch Lomond. We saw Loch Lomond. We went to Stirling Castle, too. Yeah. Stirling and Stirling Castle, which is was a really neat castle. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was very cool. And it was interesting history. And it wasn't in ruins. No. Because no. some of the castles you see are in ruins. Yeah. And I think it was probably extra cool because it was the first one we'd seen. Yep. Now I'm getting to be a little bit on castle overload. It's kind of like seeing church after church. Once you've seen a couple of churches, you've seen them all, right? Yeah, apparently. Anyways. Um, but yeah, Stirling Castle was really neat. And there was a lot of cool history attached to it. Um, that, And, you know, William Wallace was in that area. So if you've ever seen Braveheart kind of a, a bit of an idea of what the story is about, although Braveheart's a little distorted from reality, but, um, and Bannockburn is there, which is another, uh, not a place where you burned your bannock, by the way, was that that was? Maybe they did, though, at one point. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, yeah, another place with famous battle, and we're talking everything we've seen, the history, like, the young places are 600 years old, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. So we we stopped at Stirling Castle on our way, and then we finally found our way driving those fucking crazy roads. Um, wrong side of the road, people parking halfway into the lane. <laughs> it's a little nerve-wracking, but we managed to survive. Partly because at the last minute, Eric decided to get an automatic instead of a standard, which helped considerably and that was kind of fun driving that little Mercedes that was Mercedes since when else am I going to have a chance to drive a Mercedes yeah like never unless you never. get a job as a as a car boy or something <laughs> yeah right and yeah so then what we did is we we decided to find a place that wasn't big and we found this little town called Falkland which is off the main drag and is very small, but it's extremely old and it's very, very beautiful. Um, everything's within walking distance in this town, so it's just tiny. But it was a borough of, of the king and it was one of the areas where Mary, Queen of Scots and James V, I think her dad was, um, where they all would go hunting and stuff. So, And... It was not only a beautiful little t town with very, very old buildings, but also the minute you walked off up the road into the countryside, it was just this gorgeous pastoral views. Like, I just didn't want to leave there. So check out my Facebook page, Kelowna Girl, and I put some pictures on there. It's just so beautiful. And we were lucky because the time we were in Glasgow, it was um, sort of mixed sun and cloud with a little bit of rain showers but not much it was i was freezing the first two days but let's face it i came from you know 85 90 degree temperatures but uh, we've been in shorts and i've not worn long pants yet i've had capri pants and shorts on 
Yeah, I wore jeans one day. Yeah, and we've had jackets on a couple of times, and I haven't worn my sandals. I don't know why I bothered getting a pedicure, quite frankly. <laughs> my sandals are still packed at the bottom of my of my suitcase, so I don't think I'll ever get them on. But it was it was nice, and then when we got to Falkland, it got sunny, mm -hmm. and it was beautiful. So our first night in Falkland, we had dinner at the hotel. We stayed in this little tiny hotel. It's always been an inn. From the 1600s. You have three rooms. I yep. Think. Three rooms upstairs and a little restaurant and a little pub downstairs. A little you know, wine bar, whatever it was. And yeah, we had a nice dinner there that night. And then the next day we drove out to the coast and went to St. Andrews with the famous golf course. And we saw the ruins of the St. Andrews Cathedral and castle there. And, then we and drove the ocean. Yeah, and the and ocean the was ocean. just beautiful. Yeah. And that's another thing, if you check my pictures, see the gorgeous blue ocean on a sunny day. And all of these ruins are right on the edge of the of the ocean, so it's just beautiful. And then we went to Anstruther, yeah. down, down the coast. So we just followed the coast all the way along there. It was quite pretty. And Anstruther is a just a pretty little, almost like a fishing village, I would mm -hmm. say, you know? Yeah. And we had fish and chips there. The, apparently the, the best fish and chips in all of Scotland. I think that's debatable, quite frankly. Their fish was extremely fresh, and I will like, I will say the fish was probably some of the best fish I've had. And then there's a great big butt. Yeah, great but, big butt. What but. was the butt? That tartar sauce. Tartar sauce was who, packaged who, like craft tartar sauce or something. Yeah, who the hell gives you packaged tartar sauce in the best fish and chips store in the town? Oh. And then really, you know, the fries were okay, but it was just fish and chips and a package of tartar sauce and a slice of bread. Yeah. We had fish and chips the night before at our own hotel and it was a beautiful presentation and, yep. and it had beautiful coleslaw and uh, it had a lot of treats and homemade. It had salad, coleslaw and homemade tartar sauce. And just their fish I think was better on the coast just because it was super fresh. But anyways, I digress. We made it back to our hotel by about six o'clock that day, so we had a nice full day of driving and freaking out driving. And then we decided there's a couple of little tiny pubs in this tiny town, so we checked out a few. The Bruce was one of them, and ours was another. And then we decided to check out the Stag Inn, and just it was mostly because we were looking at the menus of which one we wanted to eat at. And I liked the inn. It is an old coach house converted, and it's also 15, 1600 from, uh, from built back in the 15 or 1600s. And, you know, really low ceilings and just totally ancient building. And there was a family eating in there, and there was a couple of, a couple of men sitting at the bar and a couple in the corner. And as we sat down, we noticed underneath the men's stools there was a couple of dogs, a little chalk, a brown lap. No, Black Lab and a Black Spaniel of some sort. Yeah. They just sleep in there, so we went over to pat them, of course, and started chatting with the owner, and then the lady in the corner said, ahem, excuse me, but if you're going to pat those guys, there's someone else over here who would like a pat, too. <laughs> and there was Oscar. He was in the corner, so we chatted with her and her husband for a while and patted all the dogs, and that's a cool thing about Scotland and England, too, I've heard. Dogs, people can bring their dogs... To the pub. Yeah, the know? first two dogs were named Freddie and Finney, by the Freddie, way. Freddie, yeah. Freddie, Finney, and Oscar. Yeah. So, can you... I was just trying to picture. 
if somebody brought their dog, if people just brought their dogs into the pubs in Canada. I know. I know. <laughs> just the reaction of people. Of course, you couldn't do that with a game angel anyways. <laughs> they would be all over there eating people's food. <laughs> and there were kids in this pub, too. Yeah, yeah, there were kids in the pub, too. Nice little family. There's a big family, about five kids in the corner. Mm -hmm. They were fine. So, anyways, we had a nice meal. We left. We are just packing up to leave. And Eric went over to pay the bill, and the lady said, What? You're not leaving now, are you? The music's going to start in 15 minutes. And we're like, What? It's jam night, and all the locals come down and they play traditional Scottish music. So we were like so excited about that because we have been looking for places that we wanted to go. You know, we're, we actually were looking on the internet trying to find pubs that have traditional music, and we didn't know if we were going to find one. We couldn't find one in in uh, Glasgow. So we just oh yeah, so we just moved over one more table so we had a good view, and sure enough, they started coming in a couple at a time. And by the time 9 o'clock rolled around, there were 14 of them. With all sorts of different types of instruments. Yeah, what did they have? Guitars. Mm-hmm. Banjos. Mandolins. Violins. Violins. Uh, tin whistle type things and flutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was kind of like a bagpipe. Yeah, pipe. I think it's like the ones that they have Irish music. Yeah. Irish pipe. A little small bagpipe. Yeah, that you pump with your elbow. Yeah, and smaller. And then they have the drums. What do they call them? I think it's called a bodrin or a bodrin. I'm uh, not sure how okay. to pronounce it. And then one girl had a little hi-hat and a small drum that she played. Yep. Yep. And I would say half of them brought more than one instrument. You know, just kept switching it up. Yep. And uh, one of the things that was really neat is that they never talked about what they were going to play. They would just, one guy would just start playing a little tune, and the guy sitting next to him or someone sitting close would kind of notice, because they'd, you know, they'd all be sitting there talking a bit, you know, and one of them would start playing and the other one would listen and figure out a key and watch and join in, and then pretty soon everybody else would stop talking and look and listen, and they would all just join in and they all played. And they all knew all the songs pretty well, most of them were the 40-plus age group, mm -hmm. probably 40, 50s, really, maybe even some in their 60s. And there's only a few young ones, young, maybe in their 20s or th early 30s, but... Um, maybe a couple or three. Yeah, and, and they didn't play as much. They did a lot of watching and listening and just joined in. Mm -hmm. And there, it appeared that they all knew each other, but there was a couple of people that were new... That uh, one couple that came, she played the violin, he played the pipe. Yeah, they're from Sweden. Yeah, and yeah, uh, she has red hair and he was a black guy. Yeah. And they did not look like they were from Sweden. Oh, no, did hair? she have red hair? I thought she was sort of blonde. blondie. You're right, she was blonde. Blondie. Yeah. Anyways, uh, they were new and so everybody kind of welcomed them and they asked them to play, you know, hey, how about you lead a song and, you know, they encouraged them along to lead a song. Yeah. So he did. And it was just super. We loved it. We clapped and sang and tried to play our... We were wishing we had instruments, weren't we? We played our table. Yeah, we played the table. <laughs> we drank more. And drank. <laughs> Took lots of pictures. And then we got to chat with them at the end of the night. and you know, They shut her down around 11. So by 11.30 we were walking the whole 
I don't know, 400 feet to our hotel. That's right. And there's nobody in our hotel at night, so we had to unlock the front door to get upstairs to our room because nobody works there at night. Just the three rooms upstairs. Yeah. It was pretty much idyllic, you know? It was. It's kind of thing we were hoping. Hoping that would happen. Yeah. But it just hit us unexpectedly when it did. And that was the best way, really. Yeah. Yeah. Very spontaneous. Yeah. And so then the next day we drove into Edinburgh. 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 And <laughs> it was about an hour. I guess it was about an hour and a half's drive. We stopped to look at a place, a church where my uh, great great grand, my great grandparents were married. But I think that was the only time we stopped, right? Yep. And we had mapped out how we were going to get to Edinburgh because we were a little worried, but we didn't want to drive around in town. We kind of wanted to avoid being in the downtown part, obviously, because downtowns are tricky to drive in at the best of times, especially when you, you know, when you're not familiar with it and you're driving on the wrong side of the road. So we'd, we had mapped out how to get there, and there's one little tricky part where you at, for some reason had to go almost all the way around the block to get out. And then you, once you're on the road, then we would be good. And we it would just be touching on the edge of the downtown core, but it looked like we would manage it. And when we got up to this place, it, I looked and I went, I was thinking to myself, I don't see why we can't go straight and get right onto that road. But we know that's not what the map said, so we better go the other way. So we turned left and we ran around the corner. We got all the way around the corner and then all of a sudden, bang, nope, it's a one-way street and you can't go there. So shit, we're turning around the corner and now we're going down and we find ourselves that was the right that downtown. That was the start of the swearing. Yep. It was, yeah. And Eric, and I have uh, quite a bit of things planned out. I've got our whole, you know, I'm doing the navigating. And I'm planning, I've planned it all out, and I know a couple alternates, but this is now throwing a monkey wrench into things. Plans went to hell. That's right. <laughs> and Eric is trying to be polite, because, but he's getting stressed. Because I said, okay, we'll just go up here, go around the corner, and then we're going to turn right, and then we'll get back onto Prince's Road, and then we'll be able to get back to where we're going. We'll just make a, you know, go kind of like a big, around a big block. So he did that, and we turn around, and we go down, and all of a sudden, nope, it's a pedestrian thoroughfare. They've blocked off the road. For, it's only pedestrians, and it doesn't show that on the map, of course. So there he is, a thousand tourists, and he's trying to make a U-turn in the middle of this. We're kind of probably where we're not supposed to be. So we get back up there, and we're going around the back again, and we thought, okay, well, let's just go down a couple more blocks, and then maybe one of these roads we can turn right and get back down to Princess Street. Well, no. And then the further out, we knew we were just getting further and further away. And I can't really read my map without my glasses on, but I can't read the street signs with my glasses on. So I'm putting my glasses on and off and on and off. I'm looking up and I'm trying to find out the name of the road. And then I'm looking down at my map, trying to find it on the map. And by the time I find it on the map, we've gone two more roads down. And Eric's yelling, I need you to tell me where to turn. I need you to tell me where to turn. Where do I turn? And I'm like, I don't fucking know where you turn. Just give me <laughs> just a minute. I'll tell you where to go. And as soon as I figure it out, he, then he goes, fuck, I just went through a, uh, what did you a go circle through? without a circle. It. <laughs> I know. And then I'm looking and I'm seeing we're going past another road. And I'm just going, fuck, 
fuck, fuck. <laughs> and I thought, don't worry about it. We're just going to keep going down the way. I can see like about six blocks down here. We're going to get to this big circle. And if we can make it around this circle, which has about five entrances and five exits, you get around and get on the correct exit, I think we'll be okay. But the whole area was just full of one-way streets. And I started to think that maybe Google Maps doesn't recognize that that Scotland has streets on the other way. So when you know, when you drive on the wrong side of the road. So I think that's what happened in that one section. It, I wanted to go straight, and we could have gone straight, but it thought you can't go that way. I don't know why. I have no idea. I was lost. Yeah, anyways. When, well, you, when you said, I think maybe we might be going in the right way and be maybe okay, I felt good. <laughs> <laughs> it was a freaking gong show. Both of us were stressed. And, yeah, so only one car honked at us. Yeah. Because you went right through into a... I don't know. It just... Uh, I don't know. People I was We didn't know why. Yeah. Because you still got to keep in mind when you're going through all this stuff that you have to drive on the left-hand side of the road and, road and everything happens in reverse. Yeah, and so it's, it's yeah, it was tricky. So we managed to, I managed to find us a way out and found us to our apartment and we got in here and we were so happy because it's absolutely gorgeous little um, flat here. The lady and gentleman who have two or three of them, I think they're called edinburghhideaways.com. I'll put the link on my on my uh, Facebook page. But anyways, she's a designer and everything's beautiful. Um, it's an eight, it's a hundred and something year old building that used to be a boys' school, and the room that we're in is on the bottom floor of the big bay window of kind of the tower of the boys' school, and it was once the secretary's uh, office, and it's sort of an L-shaped big L-shaped room and the bedroom's got kind of sliding doors on it so it's all big one big room really <clears throat> and then a bathroom and it's got laundry facilities and a complete kitchen and everything and it's, so it's not huge it's got it's everything gorgeous. you want in miniature but it's got everything yeah. and it's comfortable and she has so many little details that just make it beautiful and you know, I mean, it's got heated mirrors, so they yeah. don't fog up in the bathroom. It's super clean and neat. Yeah. Everything. And fresh flowers all over the place, two places. And the decorating is beautiful, which, you know, it's just a gorgeous place. So we were super happy. We would have stayed here and not gone anywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it would be easy. It would be easy just to sit in here for after all those days. But we're in Edinburgh, so we didn't do that. Went out for dinner what that night. Oh, and then we still had the car. We had to get rid of the car. So we didn't know if we should go that night or take it out the next morning. And we both thought, let's just suck it up. And get it done. Drive the car out to the car rental place now that we dropped off our suitcases. Mm -hmm. And then take the bus back home. And when we looked it up, it turned out it was only a 20-minute drive away. And the bus, which was an L-shaped route, went exactly from... The car rental place to pretty much right, like a, two blocks away from our apartment. Mm -hmm. So it was so, easy. So it worked out within an hour and 15 minutes. We were back home again. And we could go have a beer. A very yeah. much needed beer. Yeah, we went and bought some, didn't we? 
Yeah, we went to that grocery store and had got some breakfast food and Same's some beer. very local. And yes. the worst wine that we ever had in our lives. We haven't. We've been here three days and we haven't drank it yet. No, I drank one glass and I drank it like a double shooter. I just chugged half of it down so I didn't have to taste it. And then I chugged the rest of it down as fast as I could so it didn't yeah. taste it. That's what we get for buying cheap wine. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyways, I don't know what else to say. So, yeah, so, so that was, we had dinner there that night at the Salisbury's Arms. No, that was a, no, 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 that was the next night. That was our first night, wasn't it? No, we, we, I don't think so. Maybe it was. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. our first night we went for dinner there. Last night we didn't go out for dinner, remember? Oh, that's right, too. You're absolutely right. Uh, of course I am. Yeah, of course you are. And then the next day, we slept until like 9.30, something like that. And by the time we got out of here, it was 11. But yeah. that's okay. We needed a bit of downtime. And we did a hop-on, hop-off bus tour, which I know some of you might roll your eyes and say it's touristy. But I swear by those things in the new cities. When I'm going to a big city and I've never been before and you're on foot... The hop-on, hop-off bus tours are awesome. You get to find out all about the history and, and about the different sites. They take you to see all the major things, and if you want to just look at them, you can. Mm -hmm. If you want to get off and look at them, you can. And you can use it also as a transportation tool. We did that a lot in Glasgow, you know. Yeah. We took, we did the whole tour, and then we went and used, did sections of it a couple of times just to get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. When you have to pay for, uh, you know, for a bus pass and take a regular bus, so it's right. pretty neat. And the one in Edinburgh, they actually, you buy a special ticket and you get all, there's five different tours, so you can jump on any one of five different buses that goes five different tours. So we had the 48-hour ticket and we used it both days, that was pretty neat. And then last night we came home, had a relaxing night, and today we went and saw the big castle. Edinburgh Castle. And uh, Edinburgh. what else did we see? We There's walked, uh, we walked oh, the uh, half, half of the Royal Mile. Yeah, we had dinner in a, or lunch in a whiskey pub. That was nice, yeah. And then we did another bus tour for a while, got oh. our tickets for the train for tomorrow. Yeah. And then we came back home and, oh, we went for dinner. Oh, we went for dinner at the Elephant. Elephant place, room. Elephant House. The Elephant House where J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter. That was just a fluke. We just were looking for a place that wasn't right. So anyways, we have 30 seconds left to finish it up. I hope this works, because if it doesn't, um, Carlos, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> we're off to, uh, we're taking the train tomorrow. Heading for Stratford-upon-Avon. And we're going to be doing our hike. So maybe yeah. at the end of our hike, we'll do another Spreaker cast. And Hopefully it works. Only if we get some response to this one. Because we don't even know if it works. Oh yeah, because look, the crowd the crowd is clapping. Crapping. I don't crap. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Okay. I think it's recording. Can you hear my voice? I don't know. Make sure you talk loud. I think uh, you can. I don't have the energy to talk loud. Okay. Do you? All right, I'll just talk all by myself then. Okay, you can talk. <laughs> we're on day three of our Cotswold walk. And we're actually <laughs> quite a ways into day three. <laughs> we're at the 
I'm tired and I want to be at the pub stage. Show me the way to go home. Yeah. I'm yeah. tired and I want to go to bed. Oh, I had a little drift about an hour ago. And it's gone right to my head. Okay, enough your head. Enough that. Yeah, all right. Let's see when you start changing the words. Well, I had a pint and a half about an hour and a half ago. So it's about 4.30, 5 o'clock. We've been walking since 9.30 this morning. We stopped for an hour. We've done just under 20 kilometers. Oh, no, we're over 20 now. Are we? We're at, uh, let me just tell you, 20, we're at 21. 21K. And what? I just thought you just about stepped in something. <laughs> I've managed to avoid dog shit and sheep shit and horse shit and cow shit so far. What was that you had on the bottom the of your shoe last the night? Cot, it's the cot shit way. <laughs> no, we are absolutely loving this walk. We really are. And it's very, very cool because you just... Sometimes right now we're on this we're on this road, actually, a little lane. It's a narrow lane, so if a car comes, we don't know what we're going to do. But we can actually walk side by side. A lot of it you can't. Lots of it's just single track. That's right. And it's everything. But it goes right through farms. It's, most of it is just through farms. Yeah. And every gate you have to open and close, the kissing gates. Speaking about gates, there's one coming up right now. Sure. Yeah, right here. This is where we turn off. Oh, good. So we're always think, watching for the signs. Oh, maybe not. What does it say? Cotswold Way Straight. Oh, we go down a little further. Yeah. Oh, good thing, because look at that. That's muddy. That is a mess. The first mud we've really seen. Not second. We've been super lucky with the weather. It's been hot, a little muggy, pretty humid. But uh, today was a little cooler. It's because there's more cloud today. But it can change quickly mm -hmm. when it does decide to change. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I was saying we go through the farmer's fields... And sometimes you are, you're actually right going right through the middle of their farm. Like you go through the yard. It's crazy. Okay, which way do we go here? Over uh, there, on the right. Up. Yeah, there's oh. a sign right there. Okay, because I was looking at we're that. going up those steps. Okay, I was looking over there at that map. How unique is that? So it says, Cotswold Way, public footpath, turn left. And it has a little symbol of a, what do you call it? Acorn. Acorn. So we're looking for the yellow or blue signs all the time. I think we go this way, right? Yep. Up there. Ugh, I gotta go up steps. My legs are really, after three days of hiking, my legs are killing me. So yesterday we did about 24 kilometers. Not completely sure. Do you want to get the gate? How long? Because our Garmin died partway through, but we're, we're pretty close to guessing. It's about 15 and a half miles. And the day before was a short day. We only did was 17 kilometers. Today's going to be about 24, 25 at the most. And then tomorrow is our last day, short. Eric's getting his walking poles on. So we both have our backpacks, probably more stuff than we needed to carry because we were trying to pre prepare ourselves for all kinds of weather. But, uh, and I, we couldn't weigh our backpacks. We didn't know, we have no idea how much they are. They just sort of, they feel heavier every day. They're heavier in the morning when we have our water bladders full. Try not to carry more than a, a liter, but today 
we were we we're doing like 24 kilometers and there was only one stop and no villages at all along this way so right now I'm walking through a forest and it's covered in ivy and the trees are covered in ivy so it's quite beautiful and we went through a forest today that had it's called an ancient wood so the trees are all more than 200 years old some of them are up to three or four hundred years old they were amazingly huge you know like I don't know At the, bottom. the base of them yeah big old I didn't even know what kind of tree that was maybe it was an oak tree but I don't think so some kind of deciduous tree what side of the trail are we on staying on this yeah, we're left on this right the right I mean Our first, I guess, our first B and B that we stayed at, of the old post inn. There was a uh, three women that were hiking together. They'd left from the same morning as we had, and we all ended up in the same place. And we've run into them the whole trip. Keep finding, running into them at the pubs and at the, along the trail. We pass one another, and we met lots of people who are hiking along here as well. So Eric's kind of behind me right now, so if you snuggy up close, you can talk uh, too. Uh, no, you keep talking. Why don't you say something? You're doing, you're doing really well. What do you want to add? Um, well, we, we today we started at Cleve Hill. Did we say that? I didn't say where we started, no. Oh, Cleve Hill. And they have a golf course there. Oh, my God, yeah. Tell them about that. And how, I was just going to. <laughs> <laughs> I was being agreeable. And it is. It's so cool because they have some hazards on the, on the fairway. They're like, there's sheep. Sheep all over the place. Yeah. So just above the little town of Cleve Hill is the common. And it's it's basically a giant um, plateau above, right? Yeah. And there's no trees really to speak of. And it's just all kind of a undulating, rolling scrubland, mostly grass. And because it's a common, you will see anything up there. There's people hiking, there's people walking their dogs. The Cotswold Way runs right through it. Uh, there's a thousand sheep, because there's lots of sheep where we've been going. And there's a golf course. And then right in the middle, there's, a, there's this guy's teeing off. And I thought, God, it almost looks like there's sheep on the golf course. So you went and talked to some of them, right? Yeah, I did. They said, you know, they're just a hazard. But they don't get hit often, I guess. No. <laughs> they kind of laughed, though. They asked, when you asked if they would, do you ever hit the sheep? And said, no, not very often. I've never hit one anyways, he says. He says, if you hit a sheep, you get an extra ball, he says. <laughs> so, I would highly recommend this trip. But if you do take less stuff. But it's tough. Because okay. we're... You can also, oh. you can get it transported, transported from uh, place to place, your We're stuff. Going through another gate here. There's just many, many gates. Yeah, so most people, in fact, I don't know if we've really seen anybody who's backpacking like we are. Most people just have a little day pack, and they pay one of the Sherpa vans um, or various companies and tours to haul all their stuff from their one accommodations to the next and I think if you want to they'll even pick you up it's a little bit windy so you might be getting some wind noise on here I don't know 
but we're enjoying the wind. So, what else you got to say, Eric? Oh, man. Uh, well, we, we try to sample beer at every place we get to. Yep. And it's uh, reasonably priced. Pint of the day. I always I have a half pint at lunch, and Eric has a whole pint. And then we have another pint at dinner. Eric has two. <laughs> and we always, yeah, we always try to get the local beer that's the darkest without going into Guinness-type stuff. And we met a lot of people along the way, hey? Yeah, we sure have. Everywhere we've been, we got to talk to lots of people. Interesting people. Met a cool guy at breakfast this morning. 80, 80 some years old. Who was a jazz guitarist. And he just bought a, a what, 3,000 pounds? Yep. 3,000 pounds, not weight wise, but money. <laughs> 3,000 pounds new guitar, and he was so thrilled. Yep. And that's like approaching $6,000. Yep. So he was pretty excited about that, and he told us all about jazz, plain jazz, in the old days, and he still plays in a group now, but he's never going to be famous, he said. <laughs> I'm sure he has been sort of semi. I, I'm yeah. He sure does. Yeah, that's interesting. Anyway. Eric, drop something. Oh, pole. So we've been using. We love our walking poles. We've been using our walking poles all the way along. Right now we're going on this kind of narrow part. So I tend to just double them up and just use them like a um, like a cane. Well, partly because I'm holding my iPhone with the other hand. And so we are recording this as we go, and we have no Wi-Fi. So when we get to our hotel tonight at the Royal George, Old English Inn, in Birdlip. Okay, there's got to be a story about why it's called Birdlip. I can't wait to find out why it's called Birdlip. B-I-R-D-L-I-P. But anyways... When we get there and we get some Wi-Fi, I'll upload this to Spreaker and post it on my Facebook page. But my feet are tired and sore. My shins and ankles are sore. And I just need to relax and put my feet up for a while. Anything else you want to add, Eric? Uh, not right now, I don't think. It's kind of hard to record and hold this and walk on this skinny little trail. When we started, it was a lovely wide road. Now, going through a forest. We've gone through a lot of big, huge open fields, like wheat fields. We went right through the middle of a cornfield. The trail is just goes right, cuts right through their farm. Um, once we went through, remember we were right in their guy's backyard, pretty much, yeah. and we went through. But we had to open about four gates. We had to go right through their their uh, horse paddock. There's little. T- um, Colt was in there. She was the prettiest little colt. I don't know if it was a girl or a boy, but I looked at... Oh, we're at Crickley Hill. Where do we go? Crickley straight? Hill. We're going oh, straight? So. We always have to... You have to watch really carefully. So if you ever do this trip, there's a couple of things 
There's a sign, and there's lots of signs because there's lots of trails. And it goes straight, not slightly to the angle, right? Yeah. Oh, because there's, okay. Yeah. So anyways, there's signs. Every pathway is named, and sometimes the paths overlap, so you might still be on the Cotswold Way, but it also has another name as well. But you have to watch really carefully if you just follow the yellow arrows and you don't read it carefully, you'll you'll get onto the wrong trail. We only did that the first day and ended up about an extra kilometer or two out of our way. And then the other thing we noticed partway into our first day is that the signposts are, are very strategically... Um, the signs are actually put on really carefully. I was going to say strategically placed so that they actually point. The arrow actually is slightly angled or whatever, depending on what direction you're going. So you can tell. Yep. And then, of course, a lot of them have a wooden post with an acorn carved into it. Those ones are the easiest to see. But there's so many interlapping... Interlapping? No. Overlapping trails. It is pretty easy to get lost. We we have uh, city maps to go on our um, on my iPhone. So even though I don't have Wi-Fi, I have access. And we also took screenshots from a digital copy of a book about the, the Cotswold Way that showed all the close-ups of all the maps. And so even when we're you know we're walking along, we can just quickly pull out the iPad, the iPad Mini, or the iPhone. And take a look. So, I don't know. I hope this is working. I don't have my glasses on, so I can't really see, but I see little green lights going on. Looks like maybe it's... I don't know. So, there's this entire escarpment, which is like basically a great big hill. It runs all the way along, and a lot of the towns are all down the valleys. But you climb up, 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 onto the escarpment, and then you hike along the top of the escarpment. So they, views are just amazing. Uh, that's a different arrow. I wonder what that means. Luckily it's going the wrong way. Oh, I'm going uphill again. That means I'm going to do some heavy breathing. Uphill after 20k. 22. 22k now. Uh, 21.8. 21.8. This has got steps. Time flies when you're talking on your phone. Yeah. Well, actually, it does go kind of a bit faster. So I think some of the longest hills we've climbed were probably about two or three kilometers long. But, like it. Yeah, maybe well, at least some of them were at least two for sure. And then, holy doodle, one of them yesterday was up through this farmer's field. And so it's just on a hillside, no trees, super hot, and uh, very, very muggy. And we're out and climbing a long time up this hill. I have a very hot and sweaty looking picture of me at the top. <sighs> so now we're back up, going through a lovely little dirt path kind of widened out. You could come up beside me now, honey. I could. You look tired, too. I am tired. You look as tired as I feel. <laughs> but, you know, I was amazed 
my first day I had terrible shin pain and I think my foot front of my shin just kind of cramped up and I didn't keep it loose enough so I iced it as soon as I got to the B&B and then the next morning was fine it has never bothered me since and all we really feel is just kind of general fatigue and just generally your feet are sore from walking so far yeah. It's a whole lot easier if you don't have the backpack on. I'm going to guess mine. It's got a different name, eh? No, we're over there. Okay. See? Straight ahead. Oh, good. Straight ahead. And turn right. I think my backpack's probably about 15 or 16 pounds. I think it's too much. Picture here, so you can keep talking. Okay, what are you taking a picture of? Oh, I don't know. Just anything. All right. Is that, we, we often take pictures just as an excuse to stop. Oh, the post. Yeah. I like the gate. They have the really neat gates called a kissing gate. I don't think I could describe it though. Mm-hmm. So Google k- kissing gate. And they're a great way. Oh, I dropped my pole. I gotta squat down and get it. <laughs> um, it's a good way to be able to get. What are you gonna do? Oh, picture of me by the post? That's good, right? Get the trail we're going on too. Okay. I go suck my gut in now. Okay. This is me podcasting. Thank Got you. It. I smiled. Alright. It's a fake smile. Oh well. Yeah, so kissing gates uh, are a way to get through without the animals getting through because most of the time we're going through sheep fields and stuff. And we've gone through a couple fields that has warning bull infield. So we we're we were lucky we didn't see the bulls. But two fields we went through yesterday had a bull in them, apparently, and everyone just keeps walking through it, so I guess you just have to hope <laughs> he's not in an ordinary mood that day. Fight him off with our walking poles. Yeah. So, would you do this again? What? Would you do this trip again? <laughs> what did I do? I do like, to... No, would you do this trip again? Oh. Do you like this trip? Like... Absolutely. Yeah. I would, uh, I would take uh, a few more days and do the rest of the Cotswold Way. Mm-hmm. Make sure I had a day off in the middle. For yeah. Sure. Maybe even twice. Because mm-hmm. otherwise you might just get too tired and, you know. Yeah. You want to enjoy it. There's a lot of stuff to see. So you don't really walk as fast as maybe you plan on because there's so much stopping yeah, and we've, looking. We took so many pictures. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I would for sure do it again. And then we're kind of imagining this, that, you know, we're doing the Camino like this, right? So this kind of distance and longer. To be honest, I think 20K a day would be like a lovely distance. Don't you think? It would. Because right around 20 is when I'm really starting to get tired. You could do 10K, you have a nice leisurely lunch. I'd do 12K and have a nice leisurely lunch. Yeah, and then 8 in the afternoon. Yeah. See, this, this morning we did 14, and then we had 10 more to do. <coughs> so now we're getting close. Think so? Oh, well. It's just around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> That's Eric's thing. Oh, we're almost there, Barb. Just relax. We're, oh, I think this is the end of the top of the hill. All right. I don't believe you. Oh, we saw that barrow. What is that called? Bella Snap? That was really neat. It was a... 5,500-year-old burial, ancient burial ground. This is a mound. 
Yeah, with entrances. Yeah, all stone entrances. And I guess at some point there were, I think it said 35 people buried in there at one point. I don't know what happened over the, I don't know if there was anybody left in there or not. We're supposed to come to another thing, I think, like this, like that, very soon, right along here. Yeah, the barrel land is yeah. where we're coming up. Uh-oh. I must have hit pause partway. <laughs> I have no idea what part amazing things that we talked about that we missed. I just realized it's been at 20 minutes and 52 seconds for a long time. Oh, so I must have hit it. Well, you know, you try carrying this and hike with a backpack and the double pulls in your other hand. So, anyways... <clears throat> Looking for a sign. There's a sign. I think this is a picnic area. Think so? No way. Let's go. Yeah. There's another one. It's a red too. We're out in this beautiful viewpoint now. Um, I don't think I got to... I, I'm going to say all the part about animals again, because I'm pretty sure that was all while it was paused. So one of the disappointments so far is that there aren't very many wild animals here. I'm lost. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think it's a right one. Shoot. I can't believe we have to go up that little tiny thing, though. I'm thinking... Because that's the last place we saw the Coxwell thing, and it pointed up there. Dang. All right. We're going to go bushwhacking. That doesn't make sense. It was through that it was through that fence, though, right? Yeah. It didn't show the sign before the fence. Right. Look at that great big highway down there. Yeah, I noticed. Jeepers. That's what we got to drive down. Probably wait. Maybe we should get a, an automatic. Oh yeah, so anyways, animals, disappointed, because they don't have any wild animals here. Like, there's no deer, I haven't seen any deer, I haven't seen any bears. There were some caged ones. Well, yeah, there was some, like, deer that someone's, like, livestock, right? Yes, I guess. That people want to eat deer meat, I guess. And then, um, I don't think they have bears here. And I haven't seen anything but a squirrel and a rabbit and a mouse. I haven't seen any snakes. I've seen birds and you butterflies. Saved a worm, I remember. I did trail. save a great big worm one time because he was out in the trail where he shouldn't be. So I picked him up and put him off where he's safe. And so what I really want to see is a fox. Because Nigel's always talking about foxes. And I've never seen a, a wild fox other than maybe in a zoo or something. So... I've been quite disappointed that I haven't seen a fox yet, considering I spent, I would say, eight and eight and five, eight and eight and six, what, 16, 17, 18, 22 hours in the wilderness, and I haven't seen one yet? Well, Seriously? Okay, I'm going to walk slightly up here and just see. I just don't believe this is a teeniest little pathway. This pathway goes nowhere, Eric. 
So we're trying to figure out where we are. We've got to assign. We've got to really think hard about it. No, but you know, there is a Cotswold Way sign on this post. Which one? It's right here. Well, it says right here. Yeah. But so do all the, the red, the blue, or sorry, the red, the brown, and the green. All point in exactly the same yeah. direction. So I think maybe... <clears throat> and because there is a sign on this side of the fence, that tells me that you have to be on this side. The, Absolutely. The, the way so follows. It is All right, so we're going to do this again. This is why we end up with a couple extra kilometers. That's right. Because we've just spent five minutes backtracking, trying to figure out where the hell we're going. No, no, we did not stage this. Trust me, we don't stage anything when we're at 23 kilometers into the trip. Eight, eight hours of hiking. <clears throat> Sorry for the wind right now. Well, I can't get up my map until I finish this podcast. <laughs> There's a bench. Well, how about we come up here and hang a sharp left? Is there any? Well, like, I mean, there's some trails down there, right? Well, I thought the, the arrow was set to go left. Well, it, the, it, this is going where all the other arrows are going, right? Right. And the Cotswold Way was pointed the same way as all the other arrows. All right, we'll just so, keep going. What can I say? They're probably meant just to go through here and... Super windy all of a sudden. But we do like it because we're so hot. Or we were hot before, but now we're not. We're in a picnic area. This is a problem. I think we just have to cut through this whole picnic area, and then we'll we'll get when we get to the other side. Let's Somewhere turn left here. Let's go way over there. Because okay, there's a gate over there, and that's always a good sign. Ooh. Even the slightest hill right now is killing me. We spent at least two hours of our hike today listening to shooting. We must have been hiking around a shooting range or skeet shooting or something. And then there was that one field we went through. I didn't know what they were. There's all these little flying saucer things laying all over the sheep's field. And Eric said they were skeets for skeet shooting. So somebody had not hit very many. No sign here. Dang. There's like a little bridge in there. Well, I don't know. Really. Okay, let's cut through this picnic site over here. Oh, can we get through here? Okay, we're going to ask somebody. This thing's going to finish right now anyways. And then we can check our map. I don't see any in here. Okay. You wouldn't know where the cops Okay. Just, just 
This way again now. We gotta look at the map. Now. Yep, we're gonna have to look at the map. So I'm gonna shut this off and we're gonna find the map. Alright, bye bye. I guess you'll have to leave you as a cliffhanger as we're lost. Only 2k from our destination. <laughs> bye bye. Alright, we paused it for a while. We wandered around, and then we found somebody who pointed us in the right direction, and I think we're here. Oh, we see a gate. So this, there was a big park here, and we, there was really no signs anywhere. So we had to cut way across the park, and usually they have markers more frequently. So I'm really glad. This is a barrel land that we came across, by the way. Yeah. Iron Age... 5,000-year-old settlement, Neolithic settlement, so pretty cool. Anyways, we're going to go now. Bye-bye. The sun.